Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Ella, the founder of Delicious Ciela, and this is our podcast, Delicious Ways to Feel Better. Our bite-sized episodes are all about making health and well-being easy and digestible so that each week you can feel a little bit better. To help you implement those learnings, we update our app, also called Feel Better, every week with tools across nutrition, mindfulness, sleep and movement. You can download the app now from the App Store, Google Play or our website, deliciousyellow.com. And across January, we've got a special 25% off the annual subscription, making it just £1.75 a month. The discount will be automatically applied on the App Store or Google Play and on our website, just use the code PODCAST25. This week on our app, you'll find lots of yoga and mindfulness classes from our newest teacher, Jess Wood. I've been doing loads of the short classes recently, actually just a little bit short of time and Jess's 10 minute nourishing yoga flow is amazing. It's just very calming and soothing in a busy week as is her 10 minutes to boost positivity mindfulness section. It is so brilliant at reframing any negativity and if anyone's struggling with stress, that one is for you. So on the subject, negativity. Today's bite-sized podcast is with Alice McIntosh, our resident expert for January, and it's all about how we can eat to boost our mood and make us feel that little bit happier. Alice is a brilliant nutritional therapist who also has a degree in biomedical science, and she is the founder of the supplements company Equi London. So Alice, what is the link between what we eat and how we feel? Can what we put on our plate genuinely make a difference in our mood and in our happiness? Absolutely. What we eat can have such an impact on the brain. Our brain is like every other organ in the body. It needs the right nutrition and fuel to stay healthy and to keep it working properly. And actually, our brains are really hungry organs. They require about a quarter of our daily energy supplies. So it is about quantity, but it's really it's about quality. And we need to make sure we're getting the right things to support healthy brain function. I mean, I think it's important to say that mental health issues are hugely complex. Everyone's different. Our environment, our upbringing, our genes, our social interactions, our lifestyle, all of these things contribute. And nutrition is one piece of the puzzle here. And I think it's important to say as well that if you're struggling, get help because there is so much of it out there. And so when we're thinking about our nutrition, let's firstly talk about some of the right vitamins and minerals that our brain needs. Our brain uses compounds or hormones called neurotransmitters that control our mood, our emotions, our concentration, our memory, our sleep. 
So, for example, we have dopamine, which helps us to feel happy and relaxed. We have serotonin, which is also important for happy mood. And in order to make these neurotransmitters, we need protein. So interestingly, the building blocks of protein, which are called amino acids, are also the building blocks of these neurotransmitters. So, for example, tryptophan helps us to make serotonin. Tryptophan is found in things like banana. It's found in walnuts. It's also found in dairy and turkey. But interestingly, that particular amino acid helps us to make serotonin. Tyrosine helps us to make dopamine. So basically, we need to make sure we're getting enough protein into our diets and the right amino acids to allow us to make these neurotransmitters. And when it comes to plant-based eating, we just need to make sure we're eating lots of different types of plant-based protein. And that should give us all of these amino acids to build our neurotransmitters. So legumes and chickpeas and nuts and nut butter, tofu and tempeh, which actually are, they contain all the amino acids. There's also things like tahini and hemp seeds. So just try to get protein in with every meal. If you can get a couple of sources in with every meal, so much the better. And try to get variety. So for example, a lunch could be some roasted veggies with chickpeas and a tahini dressing. That's a great way of getting protein in and would deliver lots of those amino acids. And also, protein keeps our blood sugar levels balanced, which is vital for mood. We talked about that last week, didn't we? But that's going to keep your mood and your energy levels sustained. So what else helps building our neurotransmitters? Well, B vitamins, again, we've talked about these last week because they're so important for energy, but they also help to help our bodies actually make these neurotransmitters. So there are eight in total and we need all of them. They all work in synergy together. So beetroot, avocado, spinach, kale, chard, green beans, peas, black beans, broad beans, butter beans, all of those different types of nuts and tahini, sesame seeds, they all deliver B vitamins. Great, great way to support your brain. Some of the most important nutrients to keep our brain functioning properly. We also should talk about magnesium because, and I feel like magnesium requires special attention because it's actually thought to be one of the most common deficiencies. Now, not only does magnesium help us make serotonin and also melatonin, which is important for sleep, and we all know how important sleep is for our mood, but it also helps us to manage anxiety. So it helps us to reduce cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, and it also helps us make GABA. GABA is a very relaxing, calming neurotransmitter that is brilliant when you're sort of trying to switch off and relax before bed. Magnesium also relaxes our muscles and our nervous system. Basically, it's just so important for mood and happiness. Stress increases our release of magnesium from the body in our urine. And some studies have shown that people who eat less magnesium experience more anxiety. So we need to make sure we're eating enough magnesium to support our mood. Oats, brown rice, Again, green leafy vegetables, they crop up a lot. Banana, raw cacao is a great one. A little bit more niche, but it is a great source of magnesium. Walnuts, almonds, chickpeas, broccoli and cauliflower are great. So give some special attention to magnesium. I also wanted to mention vitamin D because deficiencies have been shown to be associated with a low mood. Now, more research is always needed on this kind of thing. And basically that could be correlation not causation. So there could be an association of people who have low mood and vitamin D. It doesn't mean that vitamin D causes low mood, but we know that it's important for brain health. Another thing that's important for mood are eating more plants. So (laughs) 
obviously, I'm preaching to the converted with you, Ella, but basically eating more plants has been shown in some cases to slow the breakdown of our happy hormones like serotonin. So eating things like green tea, onions, grapes, apples, berries, and also spices and herbs like cloves and oregano, cinnamon and nutmeg, they help to slow the breakdown of our serotonin. So what that comes down to is eating seven portions of vegetables and fruit per day and trying to get lots of herbs and spices in as well. I guess we can't talk about mood and happiness without discussing fats. And I love the fact that when you're on a plant-based diet, you tend to embrace fats more. You're not so scared of them and you know that they're not bad for you and they don't make you overweight. They're just so important for the brain. The brain is made up of 60% fat and we need that fat to keep it healthy. Omega-3 is the big one here. And there's a lot of research about omega-3 and the brain and our mood. It basically allows the brain to communicate properly. It supports our memory. It helps to reduce inflammation, which is very important for mood, actually. People with depression have been shown to have more inflammation in their brains. So eat things like walnuts and flaxseed, chia. Hemp seed is a great, great source of omega-3. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's widely available and you don't need too much. It's, it's a lovely thing just to add on to some porridge Kale, sea vegetables like seaweed and samphire are also great. And I think if you're struggling to get enough omega-3 on a vegan diet, then you might want to think about supplementing with an algae-based omega-3 DHA, especially if you're struggling with your mood. It's just something that might be worth trying. Run it past your doctor if you've got any diagnosed medical conditions, obviously. So those are some key things just to get started with. And on the flip side, is there anything in particular that dampens our mood, that makes it harder to feel happier or harder to make those neurotransmitters and get them working as well as they should be? Yes. I mean, I think we have to come back to inflammation here because we know that having the right balance of neurotransmitters is very important for our mood and our happiness. But it isn't just about the brain anymore. We know that the rest of the body is linked here as well. And it's been shown that some people just don't respond to antidepressants, for example. So what else could be going on there? What else could be a factor there? And it's thought that inflammation could be a factor. And there are certain foods such as trans fats being in things like ready meals, deep fried foods, fats that have been overly processed and heated during the cooking process. These types of trans fats have been shown to be inflammatory and not good for the brain. So I'd certainly be thinking about reducing things like that. And I mean, it does just come back to these refined foods, processed foods, additives, preservatives, artificial sweeteners and so on that don't seem to do our brains any favours. I think the other thing to note is that, I mean, I've just mentioned the fact that it's not just about the brain anymore. We know that the gut is really important for our mood. And so the wrong types of bacteria can actually send signals to the brain that influence our emotions, which is an amazing, you know, I think we're, we're just at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to really understanding all of this. And so much more research needs to be done in this area. But I think eating for your gut, which comes down to eating fibre and eating lots of anti-inflammatory beneficial foods, which we can talk about, is one of the other ways to be thinking about supporting your gut. And again, those inflammatory foods, burnt foods, charred foods, overcooked, saturated fats, alcohol, too much caffeine, all those things not so good for the gut and actually not so good for our brain either. 
we know, right, that when you're feeling stressed and anxious, your gut can be affected. But actually, an inflamed, unhealthy gut can also impact our mood. So it kind of works both ways. It's absolutely fascinating, Alice. So if there's one change our listeners could make to their diets, to their lives, to try and support their mood and feel that little bit happier, what's the one thing people could start to implement after listening to this show? Well, I think I would say aim to get 30 different types of whole foods per week. And I know Delicious Yella, the app, you guys put the number of vegetables and fruits on each recipe for this exact reason. But if you're doing that, it covers a lot of bases. It means more nutrients, more healthy fats, more fiber, more color and freshness, more support for the gut. And all of that has such a positive impact on the brain. So when I say whole foods, I mean fruits, vegetables, whole grains, but also beans, lentils, pulses, herbs, and spices, all of that contributes to that 30 different foods per week. So that's probably the one thing I'd be really working towards. I love that. And actually, I think I remember when I first heard that statistic of 30 different plant-based foods a week, I found it quite overwhelming. And I realized actually, it's a lot easier than you think, because it's not 30 different vegetables. It's, as you said, Alice, it's if you made a curry and you had onion and garlic and loads of veggies and chickpeas and spinach, that would all count. But if you also added toasted pine nuts and sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds with chickpeas and kale and spinach and rocket for example as your leaves to your salad you can clock up like eight different ones in a meal very very easily so yeah I think it it perhaps sounds harder than it is but it's a really really nice starting point and I also absolutely love your advice Alice because I think what's so nice about it and it's a thing that I'm so passionate about and I think it's particularly important in January as well is when you're thinking about something that you can change in your life trying to change some Something that's positive and adding stuff in instead of negative because I think so often we think when we want to make a change we say we'll stop doing this and we won't do that instead of we're going to start doing this and it's a feels like a gentler more supportive and most importantly a more sustainable place to start so I think that's really really fantastic advice so Alice thank you so much for the app for all those recipes don't forget there's 25% off across January either applied automatically on the app store google play or with the code podcast 25 on our website deliciousiella.com and otherwise we will be back with one more bite-sized episode with Alice next week and that will be focusing on our gut health and how we can eat in a way that supports our gut health and why that's so important so we will see you next week thanks for listening Thank you.